Well, I want to preach a message to you today uh, called Answer the Enemy's Taunts. Answer the Enemy's Taunts. Would you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17? And yes, we're going to go there. 1 Samuel chapter 17. So many of you already know where we're going because we're going to read the story. about how to answer the enemy's taunts. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, and if you were ever to memorize a scripture, well, this is a good one to get down in your spirit. It says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. Not blessing and cursing, right? We know that's true, but, but when the writer of, of, of this proverb wrote this, he he didn't just go far as blessing and cursing. How many of you know that's, a, that's an incredible contrast? He took it even further. Listen to me. He took it even further. He said death and life. Those are extremes. It's as far away as you can get. When you are dead, you are dead. When you're alive, you're alive. And so he took it, the extreme, as far as he could take it. And he said that's the power of your words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And let me tell you, every now and then, I just need a reminder of how powerful my words are. I'm going to try that again. I said, every now and then, I just need a reminder. I've been saved a long time, right? I've been preaching for a long time. But every now and then, I still need a reminder as to how powerful my words are. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I want to read a scripture to you in the book of Psalms, and it says this. It says, uh, one, in Psalms 119, it said, May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Here's what the psalmist said. He said, if you remind me of your promise, if I can just declare the promises of God that come from the word of God, then I will have an answer. I'll have an answer. I'll have a response to give to anyone who would try to taunt me. So we answer based on the promises of God according to his word. So in 1 Samuel chapter 17... Let me set up the story. Most of you know it, but let's just talk about it anyway. Here is the children of Israel, and they're going against the Philistine army, and they're encamped in a location that the Bible calls the Valley of Elah. If you study geography, particularly in that region, you'll find that that particular valley really was the separation. It was kind of like a, 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 an actual line. That's why they called it a valley, the Valley of Elah. It was the difference between the, the road and the path that led to Bethlehem and then ultimately Jerusalem, right? And, and the Philistine army that they had conquered. So they had gotten all the way conquering city after city after city until they get to this location. And so the, the children of Israel had set up a, an encampment. It was almost like you could say this. They drew a line in the sand and said, if they come any further, 
If they come any further, if they make it past this line, this valley, then they can go all the way into Bethlehem. And if they get into Bethlehem, ultimately they'll get into Jerusalem. And so this was a very strategic location. The enemy could go no further. And so the children of Israel encamped in the Valley of Elah. But here's what happened. The Bible says that there was a champion from the Philistines uh, whose name was Goliath. And every day, every day he would come out and he would just taunt the enemy. He would taunt them. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number, 11, verse number 10, let's start there. It says, and the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Every day he's just taunting. He's just taunting, Right? Now watch verse number 16. It says this, And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. 40 days. Every morning he comes out and he's cursing. And he's mocking and he's taunting. And he's defying Israel. And, and then at night he'd come back again. And he would just taunt some more. And the Israelites in fear said nothing. They said nothing. They did nothing. They said nothing and they did nothing. Why? Because they were filled with fear. They said, look at the size of this guy. I mean, they began to, the Bible begins to describe how big he is. And they thought, I mean, nobody can defeat him. And then here comes David. Isn't this incredible? This is incredible that this young man, and most theologians believe he was maybe somewhere around 14 years old at this time. I mean, maybe he was big for his size, but he's still 14 years old, right? And he comes out, and he has a whole different perspective. And basically, he begins to think to himself and, and ultimately begins to talk to his brothers and then begins to talk to some other soldiers and then ultimately presents himself before King Saul. And he begins to say, hey, who is going to answer him? Who's going to answer him? How come there has been no response? My encouragement to you today is if you're facing difficulties, if you're facing some kind of challenge in your life, if you're sitting in a marriage that is less than what it should be, or you have kids that are wayward or not acting right, doing right, listen, my question to you is, what is your response? Is there a response? Because the enemy is trying to taunt you and tell you things will never change. Things will always be this way. This is how your life is. This is the new normal. Right? I know. I was stuck in a marriage. I, I'm still in that marriage, by the way. But I, just so you know, just so you know, let's get, let's get, our, let's get our story straight. But I, when we, Cynthia and I were married, first married, man, we fought and we fought and we fought. Right? I tell people we've been married for 23 years. It's been the 16 happiest years of my life. The first seven, somewhere around there, we almost killed each other. We fought all the time, and I really said to myself, this is the new normal for me. 
I didn't see change. I didn't see transition. I didn't see things getting any better. And let me tell you, you could have a sickness or an illness or some sort of thing going on in your body or thing going on in your finances or in your home, and the enemy is taunting you and telling you it's not going to get better. This is the new normal for you. My question to you is, what is your response? The children of Israel just sat there and they did nothing, but ultimately, here's the most important thing, they said nothing. They said nothing. And along comes David. And David's response is different. He said, something's got to be done and somebody should face this guy. And I'm telling you today, I want to encourage you because I'm, t- oh, boy, I feel like this sermon is just like, mmm, right? We have got to respond to the enemy's taunts. We have to. We cannot just let him day and night and night and day just stand before us and just constantly be, be chattering and talking about how everything in our life is going to be, be chaotic and we're always going to be living in some kind of stressful situation. We'll be on medication the rest of our life or, or we're going to be in some sort of fixed income the rest of our life. And this is the new normal because you have to know that the enemy lies. He lies. Did you hear me now? I said the enemy lies. He lies. Do you know that in John chapter 8, Jesus is, is talking to Pharisees and he, in his politically correct tone, he says to them, these Pharisees, these religious people, he says to them this, You are of your father, the devil. Sweet Jesus. Sweet, loving, lamb-carrying Jesus. Just, you know, we think of him just carrying a lamb and just blessing children. He looks at these religious leaders and he says to them, You're of your father, the devil, because you are lying, you're speaking lies. But this is what he says to the devil. Watch this. Watch this. This is so important for you to know. He says of the devil, he says, there is no truth in him. Man, I read that again today. I read it all this week. There is no truth in him. If his lips are moving, come on now, he is incapable of, of speaking anything remotely truthful, right? If he's talking to you, it's a lie. It's always a lie. So the challenge that we face is discerning truth from a lie because you need to know that Satan has no creative power. The only power he has is from the lies that we believe. That's it. He has no creative ability. 
And let me tell you, one of the greatest truths I ever learned is that the battle with the enemy is not some sort of tug of war where he's on one side and we're on the other. And if we could just read enough of our Bible, if we could just pray enough, if we could just attend church enough, which are all necessary things in our life, that somehow we're going to somehow pull on that rope hard enough to get the enemy defeated. The devil is already defeated. He is under our feet. He's already been defeated at Calvary. And so we're just enforcing Jesus's victory on the cross. Hallelujah. And so this thing isn't even, right? Because the Ephesians tells us he's under our feet. So we need to speak victory. We need to speak and we need to answer and we need to say there will be a response that comes from me and my response will be I will speak this book I will speak the promises of God just like the psalmist says give me your promises give me your word then I'll have an answer for him who taunts me hallelujah because the devil is full of lies he's the father of lies he's the father of lies everything he says is a lie everything listen Watch in the word of God, him speaking, lie. Everything he said is a lie. Everything Goliath said, watch this, everything Goliath said, was it truth or was it a lie? See, we're on the back end of this thing. We already know. He said to David, David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed your carcasses to the birds of the air. Was that true or was that a lie? It was a lie. Did it ever come to pass? Absolutely not. What did David say? David said, I'm going to take your head off of your body. Was that truth or was it a lie? It's absolutely true because it happened. Right? You say, well, pastor, you know the end of the story. You know what happened. We have this book. We know the end of the story. We know how this thing already turns out. We know that he's already been defeated because this book says so. Hallelujah. So we have these promises. So we cannot remain silent. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if Satan has no creative power, then what do we do? Well, let me give you this. We have to to always, always get the last word. Did you hear me now? Always get the last word. Some of you are real good at this anyway. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. You always get the last word. (laughs) We always have to get the last word, or what I like to call win the word war. There's a war of words that takes place, and you see it in the Bible. Here's what happened. Watch this. The devil said to Jesus, right? And what's, what's, what's... The first thing he said to Jesus in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was fasting, the Bible says the devil came to him to tempt him. What's the first thing he said to Jesus? If you are the son of God. Truth or lie? It's a lie. He started off with a lie. If you are. And so, so the devil started off with this lie, and the devil said... And Jesus responded. And then the devil responded. And then Jesus responded. And then the devil responded. 
And then Jesus responded. Right? It's kind of like this. The devil said, Jesus said. The devil said, Jesus said. The devil said, Jesus said, and the devil fled. Who got the last word? Jesus. Hmm? Look at the story of David and Goliath. We were just studying. Goliath said, who is this who comes to me? What are they sending me? They're bringing out a boy. I am going to kill this kid. And he just begins to taunt David. Just begins to tell him everything that he was going to do to David. And David didn't just sit there and go, you know what? He's pretty big. I don't know. I mean, he may be telling the truth. He's going to stretch me six ways from sideways Sunday. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to do to me. David immediately responded. What was David's response? Who are you to defy the God of Israel? I mean, like, who do you think you are? Watch this. Goliath said, and then David said, and Goliath was dead. It even rhymes. Did you hear me now? <laughs> Goliath said, David said, Goliath dead. You understand? So, watch this now. Eve lost the word war. Eve lost it. Because the devil comes to her, and what does he do? He comes with another lie. Has God said? Isn't that what he always starts with? He tries to steal the word of God and the seed of God that's in your life. And here's how this scenario went. The devil said, then Eve said, then the devil said, Eve never responded. Then the Bible says, and she looked at the fruit. Did you hear me now? Listen to me. You have to get the last word. And those last words have to be faith-filled words. Amen? You've got to speak the word of God over your life, the promises of God over your life. It doesn't mean that we deny truth. It doesn't mean that we lie. <laughs> I have done that sometimes in my life. Be fasting. Hey, you want to go get something to eat? No, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I mean, or you're sick because symptoms are on your body. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and it's okay to say, well, this is how I feel, right? Or I'm not feeling well. Or, or, or you, you, could, you could say, oh, this is, this is reality, but... The last word is, but I know that I'm healed according to his stripes. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. Amen. You begin to speak truth and make sure that the, the promises of God are the last words that come out of your mouth. That's what Paul said. He said, hey, we're pressed in on every side, but we are not defeated. We're not crushed. Hallelujah. You have to win the word war. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says this. It says, so we put on the whole armor of God, right? Because then we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Now, we don't use that word wiles in our vernacular. At least I haven't used it lately. I can't say that I ever have. But the word wiles literally means schemes, tricks, 
lies, deception. Huh? It doesn't mean his his armor. It doesn't mean his, his array of weapons, right? Because everything that he has is a smokescreen, right? It's not that he's formidable in any way. It's lies and deceptions and tricks and schemes. And the Bible says we put on the whole armor of God. And what's the first thing Paul lists when he talks about the armor of God? Huh? So do we have any theologians in the room? He says, have your loins girt about with the belt of truth. Hallelujah. Let's start there. We start with truth amen because that's a lie and so we have to just stand against the enemy so the first thing you know the bible you you have to know the truth about jesus said you'll know truth and truth will make you free amen and i just got to tell you this and we'll we'll end with this this morning and then i want to pray with you for a little while if you don't respond to the enemy You're setting yourself up for defeat. In fact, every lie of the enemy that's not refuted is given power. Did you hear me, church? Every lie of the enemy that is not refuted is given power. When I was in seventh grade, uh, I would ride the bus to school. And there was a kid there that uh, was kind of a friend of mine, but kind of, you know, vague friend, one of those just kind of acquaintances. And, and, and there was going to be a fight after school when you got off the bus. Some of y'all remember those days, right? And so we were like, woohoo, yeah, fight, you know what I'm saying? That's seventh grade, you know? So, so the kid kept saying, I'm, I'm not going to fight back. I'm not going to do it. And so we're all waiting to see what's going to happen, right? So he gets off the bus and he just starts walking home. Just starts walking home. Got a backpack on, just starts walking home. And we're all just watching. See, because this other kid said, I'm going to beat you up as soon as I get off the bus. And you know, this other kid grabbed Chris and just started wearing him out. And Chris wasn't fighting back. And we're watching this. Now, I know that I should have intervened, right? But I was in seventh grade. And we loved a good fight. So, I mean, I'm just watching this thing. And here's the thing. Just because he didn't fight back doesn't mean that that other kid let up. In fact, she beat him over and over again, all the way home. He never fought back. You want to know how to lose a fight? Get hit, do nothing, and get hit again. Guaranteed to lose. Let me tell you, you have an enemy. The Bible says you have an enemy. You have an adversary. He's the devil. And when he speaks, he speaks lies. Listen to me. There is no truth in him. He's not capable of it. Nor will he ever let up, 
nor will he ever stop, nor will he ever give in. But I've got good news today, and the good news is this. He is defeated. He's defeated. And so when he taunts you with some sort of lie, that tells you your life will never change, your, your family will never change, your finances will never change, the physical symptoms on your life will never change. Those are taunts. And if you do nothing, he is going to continue. He will not let up. He will attack and then attack again and then again and again. He is incapable of remorse or regret, but he's defeated. <clears throat> you hear me now? He is defeated. So we have to learn how to speak to our giant and not be like those Israelites who sat there and said, you know what? Somebody ought to do something, but it's not going to be me. We need some Davids to come along and say, somebody is going to stand up and speak to this giant and you listen to me church you need to speak to your giant your giant needs to hear your voice I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment